You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg. Give it up for our VIP. He's the writer of the cult favorite television series Freaks and Geeks and the director of Bridesmaids and The Heat. Please welcome Paul Feig. Oh, oh go on. Go on. Thanks, everybody. Hello, Ophira. Oh, now I take it if I were to ask you, are you a freak or a geek? You're you were in the geek factor. No, nah, I was neither. I was very very cool. You're very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Very handsome. No, I I, th- I think I was firmly in the geek uh, geek category. But I had a lot of friends who were freaks, and we found that the the freaks and the geeks were very similar. They were just at different ends of the spectrum. Right. They're both fighting for uh, fighting the same yes, struggle. The outsider spectrum. There we are. The bell curve, and then there was all the other people who are right. Now... There's the right. The people in the middle. Yes. Who later you find out. Not important. Exactly. And the people on the Selling side. Selling used cars. And all that. <laughs> right, not exactly. that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, that's a great job. Exactly. That's a solid job. <laughs> Let's start in the beginning. You, as a child, uh, did some magic. You were a child magician. Yes, I uh, dabbled in the dark arts, if you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was given a, a magic kit when I was a, a little kid, and it was, I was in love with it. It was so great. But all the tricks were tiny, and I went on the nursing home circuit. Oh, it's the only place you can get booked when you're seven years old, weirdly. And one of the tricks, I remember, was like a pair of dice that were literally about uh, half an inch wide. And the thing was like, you show, look, it's six on one side and this, and the, the, the number kept changing. And there I'm in front of a bunch of octogenarians, like, isn't this amazing? <laughs> and they're all smiling. I realized they're smiling because a kid was up there. Right, they idiot. can't it's, see it's, what they're... That's right. My mom tried to get some old lady to come once, and she goes like, I don't believe in magic. So I, I was... Uh, <laughs> A necromancer, apparently. <laughs> I don't believe in magic. Come on, Paul, I know sure. exactly. I possessed your soul, and then you had to at that point. And then you started stand-up as yes. a teenager. You did all of these things, actually, you know, as young. Yeah, 15 years old, I started doing stand-up, and it was at a place in Detroit, in a, in a really rough part of Detroit. Yes, oh let's hear it for Detroit, right? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man, nice. Uh, a place called the Delta Lady, which was on Woodward Avenue, if you know, <laughs> you know Detroit, and it was a biker bar, basically, where, uh, where stand-up was occurring, because, what? of course, bikes and stand-up go really yeah, well together. great audience. A big hog and a guy telling a joke, and then you're all set. And, uh, yeah, and I, I went up and, and did my act, which was ridiculous and what stupid. What was it? It was just so... It was literally... I was, I was a Johnny Carson fan back then. I, weirdly, I feel like I'm dressed like Johnny Carson. <laughs> and I, uh, and um, they were... Uh, the punchline of a lot of jokes were like, it smelled like New Jersey. And I'm like, I've never been to New Jersey in my life. <laughs> but I thought that was hilarious. That- that's, yeah. uh, I use that for the punchline of a lot of my jokes. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. Exactly. I use that. It works. <laughs> it kills in Detroit, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, uh, and then you, did you not fund your stand-up career for a little while with some game show money? Is that true? You know, yes. When one needs money to have a non-real job, uh, <laughs> one must go to the talk shows, uh, the game show circuit, I should say. I was a big $25,000 pyramid fan when I was a yeah. kid. Yes. I'm so old. Actually, it used to be called the $10,000 pyramid. Then they upped it to the $25,000. I think I actually went to the $100,000 pyramid. Wow, at one point. to give people something that they were excited so, about. Something, something to aspire to. Uh, I hit in the $25,000 range, and yes, and I actually won $29,000. Because, thank you, because I'm an overachiever, so that's how that works. <laughs> and I was able to quit my job as a script reader and, uh, and go into this world of stand up. That's amazing. Do you remember the question that was the question that yes, they were... Yes, it was uh, things that pound. <laughs> and I believe the one that gave it to me was uh, uh, an anxious visitor. Oh, on no. Your, on, your, on your nervous heart. You said something in an interview that touched me specifically. Because... Not, uh, inappropriately. Yes. I no, it was... Actually, good. 
Uh, <laughs> I should pride myself on being a gentleman. It was, yes, so, it was so. cerebral, <laughs> cerebral and inappropriate. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. A movie that made you want to become a filmmaker was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. It's my favorite movie. Uh, I was so attracted to it because of the role of Marion, because it was the first time in my childhood I saw my idol, basically. I was like, look at that girl. She's strong. She punches her ex in the face and then wins a drinking game. And I was like, that's who I want to be. Yeah. Why did you like that film? Well, I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons. I yeah. love that it had this strong, like, you know, female kind of role model in the middle of it, which was awesome. But I, I went opening day. Uh, I, was at, I was a tour guide at Universal Studios at this point. It was 19, summer of 81. Uh, <laughs> I was extremely young then. Uh, and, um, and we went to the opening uh, uh, show at Man Chinese. And I sat in that theater, and I've never felt that kind of an energy from an audience. I mean, people were going crazy. When that big boulder comes down, like nobody ever, now it's iconic, but nobody ever had ever seen it or expected it. And they were screaming. And that was a moment I go like, oh, cool, this is what you can do to an audience if you do it right, I'd like to affect them that much. And I was, I was completely in. Mm-hmm. 